Welcome to episode 59 of the Ask Achieve show, where we answer all of your burning questions on all things health, fitness, and business. We're your hosts, Lauren and Jason Pack, and we're on a mission to bring inclusivity and positive vibes to the fitness space. Today, we'll be talking about when to add weights in order to increase strength, how to work around achy joints in a class setting, and how to break through training plateaus. We hope you're excited. Let's get into the show. What's up, Achievers? Episode 59. Um, so we recently had, um, not recently, like we literally just had Jacob Harden. <laughs> <laughs> like literally he left yesterday. Um, in for a workshop. Uh, it was a two-day workshop. The first day was more for general public, um, just looking to expand our knowledge on how to uh, maybe improve like self-care or maybe just try to understand how injuries work and how to deal with pain, that sort of thing. And then um, day two was uh, yesterday, Sunday. <laughs> And it was more for clinicians, like medical professionals, as well as coaches. Um, that was more along the lines of how we can, uh, or clinicians can treat and manage pain, and also how coaches can work around pain and kind of understand like when to when you can kind of push through it and when you should back off and things like that. So it was great actually finally meeting him because um, we've been in contact through Instagram for quite a while. Um, if you don't follow him, his handle is at Dr. Jacob Harden. Um, and it's just a great resource in terms of understanding um, different rehab principles and just like like we have a very similar like style, I think, in terms of we like to simplify things. And he, his page is very similar to ours, but just much more of a rehab focus because he is a chiropractor. Yeah. yeah. yeah we bonded over how we appreciate like the aesthetic of Instagram and making things look nice and like pretty lines and <laughs> using like 5,000 different types of software to make one post because we just are crazy, but care a lot about how things look. So yeah. It was kind of funny to like have somebody understand our sometimes process. neurotic uh, process. <laughs> but, um, yeah, we cool. went to uh, the Red Sox game with him on Friday night and that game was unbelievable. It's a crazy game. Yeah. I think th- there was some sort of like, you know, you know how sports games that they always have some like ridiculous statistic and this one was like the first time that they were down by like seven runs in the eighth inning and they happened to come back and win win the whole thing and it was awesome luckily we stayed until their run when they actually got up like 14 10 or something 14 10 when we left in the eighth yeah Um, and that was the final score and it was awesome because usually these baseball games are like one nothing, two one, and yeah. it's just like a little. Can it be? Can drag on a little bit, but it was literally action packed from the moment it started. Because the first inning, Jason left to get a beer, and <laughs> the the Mariners, the other team, hit two home runs over the Green Monster while he was getting a beer. He yeah. came back and it was four zero. It was four nothing, and I was like, what, <laughs> what just happened? I know, it was insane. Um, so it wasn't looking so promising in the beginning. Yeah, but Red Sox pulled through as they always do. It was a nice night. Jason Jason liked it even though the Red Sox won. So that's a victory for me. <laughs> All right. So we've got some great questions today. We're going to get started with the first one, which is from, uh, I think it's like Christine Eho. It's all shortened, like abbreviated, but something like that. Um <laughs> Hi, Achieve. I've been following you along on Instagram and your podcast and love all the helpful information and tips. I wanted to ask about increasing weights during the workouts. How do you know when you're ready to add more weight to a workout, whether it be during a hit style or traditional sets? I'm trying to increase my strength, but never sure when or how much to add. Thanks so much, Christine. This is a great question. Um, I'll speak to more from just like a traditional workout standpoint because um, just general strength training is going to be a little bit easier to just consistently add weights. Um, it's going to be a little bit tougher from a hit standpoint. 
Um, what we try to do with our members is gauge things on a scale of one to 10 in terms of RPE, their rate of perceived exertion. And so with each exercise, we'll try to get a gauge and a sense of where um, that exercise and that, those weights um, lie on that spectrum spectrum for that individual. And so what we try to get them to be um, at is a around a seven or an eight. And we like that range because the weight is moderately too difficult. So so challenging, but not so difficult where their form breaks down and it's just too heavy for them. But it's also not in the four, five, six range where the weights aren't challenging enough to actually produce the stimulus that we want. So seven to eight is this kind of sweet spot that we really like. And so if they're in that seven to eight range, then we have them stay with that weight until it basically over the, the next few weeks, it starts to become more like a five or a six. And then that signals to us that we should add a little bit of weight, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's the best way to do it without having like, without knowing exactly where you're at in your program or if you have like specific numbers, it would be a little bit easier maybe for us to give recommendations, but rate of perceived exertion is really the best way to do it anyway. Yeah. Um, like, and, then, and then just assuming that um, this person is doing compound exercises like squats and deadlifts and bench pressing and things like that, the amount of weight that you increase is going to be dependent on the actual exercise itself. Mm. So if you're doing a squat or a deadlift, you might be able to go up five to 10 pounds total um, each week. Um, but for something like a bench press where your lower body is involved, but not to a great degree, um, it might be more like a 2.5 to 5 pound increase total um, per week. And then that number would decrease even further for something that's like an assistance exercise. So maybe a, a lunge or a step up variation, um, that progress might come a lot slower. Um, or for like a cable exercise variation, you might be able to go up one notch on that particular machine every couple of weeks or so. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it, there's a little bit of room for variability in terms of that. So that's why we like to go for the overall like seven, eight kind of spectrum. And that gives you a general guideline on when to uh, just improve that weight. Yeah. And when, and she asked about um, hit and general like strength training workouts. So for strength training, like just general sets and reps that you're doing, like that can be a little bit clearer. Like, all right, this week I've done um, three sets of eight and I did it with 20 pounds and that was probably about a seven on the RPE. So next week I'm going to go up to three sets of 10 with 25 pounds and see how that feels. Mm -hmm. Um, and those kind of jumps are kind of more natural in that setting. Whereas a hit workout, like a high intensity interval training workout, you might not increase weights for a while because it's more about the intensity, the speed, the like the amount of effort that you're putting into the exercise, not yeah. necessarily the weight. So I would look at those workouts as a little bit different from your strength workouts. Have the strength increases happen during your sets and reps, kind of slower, slower pace workout. And during the hit workouts, think more about intensity, mm. more about how hard you push and less about how much weight you're using. Um, if you get to the point where you feel like you finish a set, like say you're doing 30 seconds on 30 seconds off of something like a kettlebell swing, you finish a set and you're like, I hardly broke a sweat, but I was I was going as fast as I could. I was using as much energy as I could. Then that's a time to definitely go up. If you feel like you're putting all of your effort in, but you don't feel 
that tired or that winded, then yeah, sure, up, up the weights. But that won't happen as um, like linearly as the strength workouts will. Totally, yep. Um, and and mm-hmm. isn't necessarily as important when in terms of building strength as it would be to do it during your uh, strength workouts. Yeah. Um, another thing you um, you kind of touched on actually is let's say that this person was doing three sets of eight with twenty pounds on their squat. And it felt like in seven, more towards the eight region. And they knew that next week, if they tried to do 25 pounds, it would take them into the eight or nine region. It would just be like very difficult. What you can do instead is do three sets of 10 repetitions or three sets of 12 repetitions. So you're still improving in some capacity. It just doesn't have to be weight. Mm. Or maybe you can improve in terms of like tempo. You can do like a slightly slower eccentric or slightly slower raising up motion or maybe add a pause so these are some ways that you can build in and micro improvements without having to increase um, the weight because dumbbells um, unfortunately they typically go with just total just five pound jumps um, which for certain exercises can be really difficult to manage that um, consistently so that's one way you can improve the progress and maybe once you get to a point where you're doing three sets of 12 with that 20 pound weight then you feel comfortable enough and then you can raise it up to three sets of eight, 25 pounds and have it feel like a seven or eight again. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Cool. Cool. So I hope that helps. Um, the next question we have is from AK Laredo and they ask question. Do you all suggest, or actually y'all, I should say y'all. <laughs> um, I, I never say it, but it's a fun word to say. Do y'all suggest supplements for joints? The last uh, month, my knees have been achy and I can't figure out what is going on. I have been working out consistently for a year at my local Y. I take body pump and a cardio class four times a week. I have not hurt myself ever. I have never had an injury. So I'm thinking maybe I need something for my joints. Okay. So in terms of joint pain, um, this is kind of, it seems like tendonitis type of issues might be happening. And basically anytime we're looking at tendonitis, we're looking at um, some sort of overuse where inflammation starts to occur at the joint. And uh, this is this is very common. And it's that, that pain, that achiness, that's basically your brain basically saying, hey, your knees are a little bit inflamed and a little bit uncomfortable right now. Why don't you back it off a little bit? Mm-hmm. So the two things that we're always looking at when we get some sort of random aches and pains are to manage, first of all, volume. And the second one is to manage exercise technique. And so let's say, let's say I would imagine if she's doing a um, like hit style class, there's probably a lot of repetitive squats, lunges, and maybe plyometrics. So the first thing to do is just adjust the amount of pressure that's happening on the knees. So maybe instead of doing 50 squats, 50 lunges, and 50 squat jumps in that class, maybe she can just manage her tempo so that she's doing maybe half that. Maybe she can do 25 squats, 25 lunges, 25 jumps. Um, It's not going to be like that perfect, but you get the idea. Just trying to reduce the overall volume. And then secondly, also just trying to keep track of the exercise form. So if she's squatting, but her knees are coming um, a little bit too far forward, that might put some excess pressure on the knees, especially as she fatigues. So an exercise modification that we'd want to make is have her shift her hips back a little bit more and let her torso lean forward. And what that ends up doing is it places more of the stress on the hamstrings, glutes, lower back, and takes it a little bit off the knees. So that's one way we can manage exercise technique to take some pressure off. So by adjusting volume, adjusting exercise technique, that should help 
out with um, reducing some of the achiness in her joints. Um, if it's like, if it's getting to a pretty rough point where it's like any sort of motion hurts the knees, like it takes your pain level um, like to like a five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten 10 out of 10. Um, that's when you want to actually totally back off for a couple weeks because they're just really irritated and really aggravated and no reduction in volume, no improvement in technique is going to actually take that pain away. It's just going to be totally resting. Yeah. Um, and then beyond that, so yeah, we wouldn't really necessarily recommend a supplement in this case because it's not anything chronic. It's, it's, it's a very acute thing that has happened. She's been working out for a while, over a year with this sort of pattern. It's just something that has randomly popped up. So we wouldn't jump to like Advil or supplements like fish oil just right away because it's, it's, it's something that we can easily manage and deal with um, from an exercise and a volume standpoint. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely like, if you're looking for joint health supplements, like there's nothing wrong, like there's definitely nothing wrong with taking a fish oil. Definitely I mean, not. Yeah. We, we take, we both, Jason and I both take fish oil every day, um, for both joint health and like heart health. And I mean, there's, it's a great supplement, so you might as well take it anyway. That's true. Yep. Um, and if you feel the benefits of it from in a joint like uh, scenario, that's great. Um, but we wouldn't say that we would definitely, I would agree with Jason that it definitely shouldn't be the only thing that you do and hope that that works um, because it's just probably it can't counteract all the volume that you're doing and, mm-hmm. and the amount of inflammation that's already there. Um, it really needs to be taken care of from a, a physical standpoint from what you're adjusting what you're actually doing. Yeah. Um, and I know it can be hard in the like we I used to teach body pump classes. And I know it can be hard because everybody's working together, going at the same time. The instructor is like totally. yelling to keep going and hold the wall sit or like <laughs> whatever you're doing. Um, so I would def- definitely recommend before class trying to get there a little early and going to talk to the instructor and just letting them know like, hey, I've been having some knee pain. So I'm going to be um, taking it a little bit easy on any of the knee heavy exercises like squats or lunges just mm. so that they don't. Because as an instructor, you don't if you don't know that you <laughs> might go push someone who like you know are is capable that's totally right? true so yeah. if you've been going to this class for a year the, the instructors probably know you they they want to push you they want to show that they care about you if they don't know that you're injured they might actually push you to a point that you can't you you feel like obliged to keep going Definitely, right yeah so be open with your with your coaches be open with the trainers who are leading the class let them know you're going to modify they may even have some good modifications for you that they might suggest um, during the class. So. Yeah. Cause like, yeah, it, it could be a little bit awkward where you're not really like tired and everyone else is like huffing and puffing around you. Cause you're, you're trying to reduce your volume while they're trying to up theirs kind of yeah. thing. So maybe like instead of doing squats and lunges, you could drop down and do planks and glute bridges, single leg glute bridges, and just different alternatives are going to um, challenge you and work you, but just not place as much stress on the knees as, um, jumping and squatting and lunging would do yeah and then hopefully with the so with the volume reduction it'll just start to ease a little bit of that inflammation and Mm -hmm. then with the form corrections you'll be able to then build that volume back up to the point where you're able to do everything with the class again at the pace that you want to do it at um but it definitely will require a little bit of a back off at the front end yeah and definitely like if if this starts to the achiness starts to increase in terms of pain levels um, really at all, then you definitely want to go check, get, get checked out by 
um, a physical therapist. So get a mm-hmm. referral from your doc and go, go check out by a physical therapist because you don't want it to turn from inflammation to actual degeneration of the tendon. Because as soon as that happens, this becomes a much longer process. So it might be a little bit of a nuisance right now, but one step backward for two steps forward later on is going to be a much better situation than having to deal with this injury for 12, 16, 20 weeks um, because the tendon has actually been damaged. So that's just something to keep in mind. It's just a short-term thing. Like you'll be able to bounce back in no time. Yeah. Cool. Cool. All right. And then question number three, this one's from Lillian Pung with a bunch of G's. (laughs) Um, She said, hi, Lauren and Jason. I have a burning question for you guys. (laughs) How do you break through a plateau? I've been lifting for two years by myself. And lately I've been struggling to break through a plateau while I'm doing lat pull downs slash pull ups. I just can't pull more than 30 kg. And this has been going on for more than half a year. I've tried switching up routines, slowly adding weights or pushing real hard on the last set, but I just wouldn't break through it. Any advice? Um, okay, so contrary to the advice we gave in the last one where you want to reduce volume, this one we'd probably recommend not really understanding what they've kind of done before and, and done up until this point, we would probably give a recommendation of increasing volume. So a lot of these protocols you see either in magazines or online, it's all like 3x10, 3x8, 4x6. Um, You see these protocols and they all lend themselves to basically being in a repetition range of anywhere from 24 to 30 repetitions. It seems to be pretty common across the board. Now, what we try to do to spur some progress when someone has basically stayed in that repetition range for quite a while is we'll try to increase the amount of total repetitions throughout a workout. So we might try to bump someone from that 24 to 30 range to be more in the 30 to 40 to close to even 50, not quite 50, but close to 50 repetition range with a slightly lighter weight. Right. Yeah. And especially with pull-ups. I mean, totally. if you're working on pull-ups, this is a, a really a place where more volume is going to be the way to break through a plateau. Um, and it can be hard because we all want to just like get to that pull-up. Yeah. So we want to, we keep trying to do like let less assistance than we can really do because we want to see where we're at, like mm-hmm. test it out. Like, can I do it now? And, and we tend to end up doing very small sets, like sets of one to two to three. Yeah. Um, and if you wanted to get a volume of 40 to 50 pull-ups like you'd have to do 40 sets of pull-ups that would take forever right (laughs) so instead we definitely recommend backing the weight off a quite a bit and allowing yourself to actually get some really good solid repetitions in that almost feel a little bit too easy um but by the eighth ninth tenth rep you feel like you're at that rpe of about a seven or eight Mm -hmm. um and so you can maintain that you can continue to do sets of eight, nine, ten uh, pull-ups for three to four to five sets. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, let's take this as an example of she. She said lat pull down thirty kgs, right? And yeah. let's say she. Let's just say for ease, ease sake, like she's doing three sets of ten at thirty kgs. So what we'd probably have her do when we, um, if she was coming into the gym, we maybe we'd have her do four sets of eight with 25 kgs and then the following week we could have her do five sets of eight with 25 kgs and then the following week after that six sets of eight so she's doing 48 total repetitions 
with that 25 kilogram um, weight marker. And then from there, what we can do is go back to four by eight with a slightly heavier weight, let's say 27 um, kgs, that sort of progress. But basically, the, the repetitions and the total amount of volume is taking care of the progress, um, and it's less about the weight. Yeah, and then you want to have a specific time where you test out that progress. So that mm-hmm. that also is like um, something that a lot of us tend to do too often is like see where we're at in terms of our like, okay, we've been working on volume for a little while. Like now I'm going to see how many pull-ups I can do. Mm-hmm. And I know like early on when I was trying to work on weighted pull-ups and different things like that, I would try to test it out like once a week <laughs> <laughs> and it's just too, too often. So what you want to do is try to wait, like try to let the process take place of increasing volume and increasing reps for about a month, at least a month, mm-hmm. right? Like do that, increase the reps throughout that month. And then maybe at the end of the month, do a little test day of like, okay, let's see what I can actually, what, what the max amount I can do for pull-ups is, or what the max amount I can do for, for five reps is on the lat pull down, whatever the goal is that you're trying to work toward, um, test that out. Don't test that out too often. Try to wait about a month or more Mm -hmm. um, to do that. And again, this all also depends on what your goal is in the first place. Like when you're talking about plateaus and progress, every workout can be progress in some way. So if you have a specific goal of like, I want to do three Mm pull-ups or I want to do... Uh, 40 kg for a certain amount of reps on the lat pull down. Um, have that kind of in your mind and then test it out when you're ready. Yeah. And then making sure that all these repetitions are very mindful. Mm-hmm. So just because it's easy, you don't want to just blow through the reps like, oh, this is so easy and just crank through them. But actually taking the time to maybe have a slightly slower tempo, really focusing on your lats and your grip, just all working together. Um, just being mindful throughout the process because just because it's lighter and slightly easier, you don't want to take it less seriously. So it's really a, a matter of just perfect practice is going to lead to that sort of um, outcome that you want later on. But you, you definitely don't want to just discount it because it feels easier. Yeah. Um, so yeah, in, like as a, just like a practical plan for you right now, if you're doing lat pull downs, 30 kg, three sets of 10, let's start off um, this week doing four sets of eight with 25 kgs. And then next week do five sets of eight. And then the following week do six sets of eight. And then at that fourth week, let's drop it back down four sets of eight and do it with 27 kgs or 28 kgs. Following week, five sets of eight, following week, six sets of eight. And then just kind of test where you're at and see how that feels. But more than likely, if you're doing close to 50 reps with 27 kgs, that 30 kgs will feel a lot easier. Cool. All right. Well, those are all the answers we have to your burning questions for today. Thank you so much for those questions. They were awesome. We really appreciate it. And if you have any more for us, you can send us a message at Achieve Fitness Boston on Instagram. And we would also love it, love it, love it so much if you would leave us an iTunes review. Um, We really, really appreciate hearing from you and and hearing your feedback. So until next time, peace, love, and and muscles. muscles.